This Boss Lady Coaching podcast episode is produced in part by Fort Knox Federal Credit Union. People helping people. Visit fortknoxfcu.org. Enjoy free tools at bethebosscoaching.com. Connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Boss Lady Coaching. All podcast content is property of Megan Stiff, Holly Sexton, and podcast guests. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved. At Fort Knox Federal Credit Union, we've got your back through all of life's biggest moments. Like when your daughter looks in the mirror at the bridal shop and says, This is the one. When you walk through a home that you want to make your own. This is the one. Or when he tours the campus for the first time. This is the one. Fort Knox Federal Credit Union has money to lend for each of life's precious moments with low-rate loans for every celebration. Stop by a branch or visit fortknoxfcu.org for more information. Equal Opportunity Lender. Hi, boss ladies. This is Megan Stitt. I'm here with some am- an amazing guest today. We're eating ice cream and already having a ball. So, hey, Holly, what's going on with you? Oh, you know, just uh, no big deal the past couple of weeks. <laughs> You've had a few things going on in your life, uh, professionally and at the holidays, no less, a lot of change and a lot of exciting things that we definitely need to talk more about. I agree. Um, There has been a lot going on. My morning show partner of 14 years took a position with a local business and I wish Greg all the best and he'll be working occasionally at Quixie. Um, But now I have a new partner, Brian Walker. And um, we're having a lot of fun. And it has been been a roller coaster (laughs) to get here. But as most things that start out, um, there are things you don't anticipate that go wrong. And then you call on your boss lady network (laughs) and reach out. And you were so gracious to me today to take a little time out to help me through something. So I really appreciate it. You're welcome. It's kind of like who wants to be a millionaire. I'm the child of that generation where you're phone a friend. So yes, you are definitely what we want this network to be is people that you can call up when you're not sure what to do. And, um, I'm certainly, you know, not always qualified and, and we believe in being unqualified, but trying anyway. So, Hey, if, I can help or if we can do anything to support the ladies in our network that's what we're here for I actually um, nominated uh, hopefully by the, by the time she's hearing this uh, everything will be okay with her to participate and um, she'll be comfortable with the opportunity but even today uh, I knew a committee that was looking for a, a talented member to serve on it and first person I thought of was a former podcast guest. So, uh, sorry, but not sorry. <laughs> like, Hey, I know the perfect person yes, for you. Yeah. So, um, Michelle as a guest today, hopefully, um, I, I can't promise that I won't ever have that moment where somebody's looking for a talented person and you might pop to mind as uh, someone to nominate for a great opportunity. So it's been happening for a lot of our guests and it's a really cool thing when we just get to know each other to that level, we can build each other up and put each other in positions where we can have influence. Agreed. Well, you did that for me today, and now I'm getting a second helping with some delicious ice cream. So uh, tell us about your business. Okay, the name of my business is Family Fun Cafe and Ice Cream. Uh, It got started in 2016. Uh, The way that it came about, uh, my husband's business was not doing too well. Uh, I was a homeschooling parent at the time, and he was outside. Uh, We had actually just put this property up for sale. Um, we had $800 to our name at the time. That's all we had, taking care of kids and, and all that. So we had two houses, two cars, all these different things. So we said we're going to put this property up for sale. Um, and he was outside cleaning the, what I call the barn. And he got a word. And the word was to open an ice cream parlor. 
And so he came home. I was on my way to an actual uh, homeschool conference. And he said he was very nervous about approaching me about the idea because he has approached me many times about doing a food for a business. And my husband is a total geek. He uh, went straight from uh, uh, high school into college doing technology and and computers and all of that. He's never worked in the food industry ever. So uh, my answers were always no, because I'm very picky and just certain things that that have to be. And um, when he came home, he told me the idea of an ice cream parlor and I started thinking, wow, you know, I remember a little over 20 years ago across the street, there used to be a dairy deli there. Here? Mm-hmm. Oh, fantastic. Right across the street. And I was like, wow, we don't have an ice cream parlor here. And this would be really great. And I said, I, I think this would definitely be something that our kids would want to pursue and take over after we're done having the business. And so that was March 29th. I remember what day that was. And uh, $800 in the bank and a lot of complete strangers in the community hearing that we wanted to do this. And two months later, we opened on May 29th. Wow. I'm breathless. Two months later? Yeah, I just couldn't believe it. Yeah, it just, the plans just, like you said, they just started coming together, falling into place. And I mean, we're outside working, uh, building out the porch and some complete stranger shows up and he's like, hey, do you want some help on the the porch? And uh, (laughs) we were like because we didn't know what we were doing. He's like, yeah, sure. And then the people from City Hall, they're like, you know, we heard you wanted to have an ice cream parlor. Let me know what you, uh, let me tell you what you need to do. Uh, the health department, I, I'm one of those people. I just want to make sure we have all our ducks in a row. I don't want any last minute things to happen. So I called up and said, hey, can you please come out and tell me what I need to have done? And the lady said, I remember you. I remember you worked on um, my daughter's uh, Christmas gifts on Christmas Eve. I couldn't get these things to work. You stayed open late and you helped me. And she said, of course, I'll come out and help you figure out what you need to do so you can um, pass the exam and and learn what you need to do about your certification. So I said, okay, this is awesome. So it was like just people that we met. It was just, it was totally amazing. It still is amazing. We're just totally blown away. I'm still blown away. It's only been two and a half years, but it is crazy. The people that we've met and the road and path that we've taken on this so it's crazy well what i can see is that prior to that you were already sowing good things into your into your life and into your community and so your community responded and embraced you back so part of that was you doing good already you know and having a good reputation yeah and having a good reputation and being known as a helper you know so that says a lot about you that somebody said oh yeah you remember that time you did that thing for me no problem. That's awesome. And I, I really love the part of the story about um, sharing that bold idea and huh. your openness yeah. to that. And I, I just think it's so important for us all to encourage each other to just speak those ambitions. And even if you have no idea how you're going to make it happen, I know, um, gosh, even my own current job situation, it only happened because I just happened to say around the right person, like, I would love to do X, Y, and Z with zero agenda, not thinking like this actually could happen, just saying, you know, I think we should think about this, or I think this would be an opportunity. And to not only voice that, but then when people voice it to you, instead of shooting down, like, well, here's the 15 reasons that that's not going to work, to be open to it and to ask questions and, to, you know, tell me more about that, or what would it look like? And, and it sounds like you came at it with that open mind and we're literally sitting here eating amazing, <laughs> this um, salted caramel, delicious. I'm having a moment with this right now. <laughs> 
Salted you, caramel toffee. Oh, yeah, I can taste the toffee yeah, in there. It's delicious. Um, what did you run up against that you didn't expect in the past two plus years? We're going to take an ice cream break. Okay. Think okay. About that. We're going to wow. take a bite. Um, it's hard to film a podcast when you're eating the whole time, <laughs> but I'm not sorry. <laughs> you can fast forward that part. <laughs> I really, I don't want to say I feel bad. I, I have, I don't really have any issues that I came up against. I think uh, maybe as a woman, um, some issues that I may have come up with personally, um, a lot of people was under the assumption that my husband was the running the business. Um, he did have the vision for it. And then um, I pretty much went from there, just took the bulls by the horns and, and said, this is, you know, that's what the mission is. That's how we're going to do this. We want to be different, blah, blah, blah. And um, he went back to his computer repair uh, business. And so when I go, you know, go places or we're out, they're addressing him as the, as the owner. And mm -hmm. um, that was one of the things that uh, that's I was, subtle sexism. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> not going to possibly have a business, right? And brain children or to mind and ties to bake. There's a tie somewhere that needs to be baked. There's some laundry somewhere <laughs> that needs to be washed. Um, that assumption, it is usually, it doesn't come from a place, a negative place, right? but we need to be aware of it. Subtle sexism exists. And, and how did it go when you were at that ice cream convention that you were at a couple weeks ago? Oh I was really gosh. jealous, by the way. That's we were dream. doing another podcast, <laughs> and we were like, where is she? And you were at this incredible uh, convention. And even before, like, I, so could you tell me, like, what is an ice cream convention? Because in my brain, it's the most magical. And it it's is. like Willy Wonka. It's my version is. of heaven, I think. Is. Like, I don't need to go to heaven. I just need to go to, like, a lifelong ice cream convention. You're so, like, not... what even happens at one of these whatever your imagination will let you oh have gosh, ice, for you, real you actually just like get to eat ice cream all lot? kinds oh. of ice cream oh, from <laughs> everywhere and um different ice cream uh shop owners from all over so we've had virgin islands belize um the bahamas different people coming in uh here in the united states and they submitted one of their newest flavors and that was 65 different flavors that you got to try and, and <laughs> test. And then there's every year they have the vanilla competition and the chocolate. And so who knew yeah. that there were so many different kinds of vanilla? And then in different countries, of course, that's where they get the, the better kind of uh, vanilla. Uh, the farming for that, uh, the harvesting for all of that. So it's a process. It's a big process. So... We will have uh, farmers, dairy farmers that are there um, receiving education. We have other business owners, um, maybe in the financial department, how to uh, handle your finances for growth. We had a lot of people uh, that got to speak. Some that had only been in business for two years and super grew their business. Others who have been doing their family business for over 20 years. So it was really encouraging for me as a first timer just to see the generations that took over because that is my hope, that is my desire. Yeah, you talked about yeah. that legacy yes. component. Mm -hmm. I see this as something that my children yes. would like to. Give yeah, they're to. all fighting over when you die, which one are you going to leave it to? And I'm like, Lining I, don't, up. I don't plan anytime soon. Now but. you need to have multiple locations to keep yes. everybody. Um, but starting in Radcliffe is, is great yes. for this area. Well, we did start uh, multiple locations with our mobile carts. So we have two, we have a third one on the way. And uh, 
one of my hopes is to get an ice cream truck so we can go out to, to bigger events and things like that. So that is like our mobile. And we do have a satellite uh, agreement with Fort Knox at AFES and with MWR. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, how has your experience gotten you to this point? Because it seems like you navigate business pretty well. I think that's pretty think amazing that I do because I, well, we were sitting down, my husband and I were just talking and um, it seems like all the different seasons in my life, you know, when you're young and you're just having the, the little ones and you feel like you're missing out on everything and your friends are going off to college or, and then you're going through the, the middle school and the teen years and different things like that or volunteering in the community. I just had to look back and say every season brought me to where I'm at now. And everything that I learned during those seasons is what is helping me in this business. Um, being creative, out of the box, um, trying to keep family together, trying to instill different um, moral things within the family, um, trying to hold on to some of those things. One of the things I also see is that we don't have the opportunity to be around our grandparents and great-grandparents and things like that, who usually pass down the generational things. So. I think just being a mom, and I really want us women to not discount that, being moms, whether we're stay-at-home moms or working moms or working at home moms or, or whatever, um, to not discount that because you are getting skills. Just because you're not getting paid for it, it doesn't mean that it, it's of less value. Those are probably more valuable because you have to learn how to be patient. You have to learn. There's a lot of qualities that you have to learn being a mother. So chief operating officer of the household yes, and logistics yes. and supply and different chain personalities, different <laughs> different crazies and different different coworkers you've got when you're at home with uh, at least with my kids. Gosh, yes. yeah, and that is so true. And I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm in hostage negotiation sometimes. Um, and and I think I'm the parent, and he should know that. Right. But, but then I have to realize that kids. Again, reminding myself over and over again, kids are not impressed by your background. They're not impressed by your titles. But I have a they degree in this. Yes, they don't. Yes, you have a degree from Harvard in, in negotiation. And I have a five-year-old, so it's kind of a moot point. That it, is, it is. They didn't teach you how to negotiate that. that, did they? they didn't no, 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 no. There was no, um, yeah. But he wants this right now. Yes. I'm not reading his mind, or he's not reading mine, and what are the odds that we're not getting along? So, how do you deal? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It is I'm the toughest job. That too. <laughs> yes, it is the toughest job, and still, and scary. And and you're absolutely right. Being a parent can prepare you in so many ways that are discounted. Yeah, for sure. I I got married at 19, had my first child at 21. I turned 50 last month. Wait a minute, I turned 50 in October. <laughs> Um, and I still have two at home, my 13 and 15 year old. So I see a big difference from. When I was a first-time parent, you know, of all the kids to the, the last set, I call we call them sets. Sets of kids. So, yeah, so. What's different? Uh, How well, are you different? Well, when you are a first-time parent, you know, you want everything new, you want everything perfect, and you read all the Dr. Spock books, if they even have those out there anymore, <laughs> but you read all of that, you the get moms. all the advice, yes, and I think even, you know, when you're a young mom, you um, also need to have other mothers around you like constantly to feed off to, to to be able to bounce questions off of and things like that um you know if your child falls and skin their knee you're like freaking out well i'm at the point now with my 
uh, as an older parent, it's like, okay, if you want to jump off the roof of the house, just don't break the chore arm. We're good. You know, we'll be fine. You know, it's okay. Is your head still on? Yeah. The it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. So the things that you used to freak out about, um, I don't freak out about as much. And I have a, a daughter that recently married and uh, my best friend of uh, 27 years. She's like, you know, all those years of us fretting and worrying and praying and she turned out okay anyways, you know. So um, I just think over the years, I just learned it's really not that, it's not that serious sometimes um our kids are dealing with a lot of issues as they get older even i've uh, noticed with some of our younger kids too and those things do need to be addressed but i think a lot of times we have to decide is this worth having the battle uh, about um you know i didn't think i would ever be one of those parents i do let my kids kind of dress however they want um I remember a phase back when uh, my older kids that were younger were doing the Mitch Match socks thing. And I'm like, you're not going to leave out of the house, which is Mitch Match socks. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're, you're representing the family here. <laughs> you know, don't, this does not look cool. But uh, it was the fad. And so it's like, okay, Mitch Match socks are mm -hmm. going out and doing something that they're not. So I'll, I'll take I'll take that. Yeah, so, what hell do you want to die on? Yeah. I keep thinking about that, and I'm obsessed with Everest right now, and that oh, I'm, yeah. I, I'm reading everything. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm, I need to share with you about feet, yeah, yeah. woman who scaled Everest. So, yes. Sign up. Yeah, have, but the, like what, what makes people climb this like, mountain <laughs> to, you know, but anyway, like feeling like you deserve your dreams and that kind of thing. But I keep thinking about what you said. Am I going to die on this mountain? Is this our, our mismatched socks? A mountain I'm gonna die on and of course when you ask it like that the answer is no but in the moment as right. a parent yes you're like I'm it's fighting for important. this and this is really important and this is an emergency and we're doing this thing and then when you step back a little bit into your boss lady network <laughs> and you're like hey That's is, is this really like something I should they're not you know, gonna be like, scarred for life because yeah you made them eat that extra chicken nugget or <laughs> eat the broccoli yeah, or, yeah they played five extra minutes of Fortnite, and oh my gosh yeah I mean, <laughs> I'm not trying to say like, you know, in the way I'm talking, it sounds like my kids are like little wild banshees, but it does. Megan. Yeah, they, does they, like they, they can be when they're home on the farm running around and falling into fields of cows, which has happened before. But in general, like you would uh, in public, they're, they're really good kids. And I think it's because everything can't be important. You, you do have to pick like, these are the things that are important and these are the expectations that are non-negotiable. But it can't all be that way because otherwise they tune you out. So I think m me and my kids have an awesome relationship where they know when I mean business, we mean it. And then we have fun the rest of the time. Right. Like we have, we spend 80% of our time having a ball together and going to movies and having yeah. fun and having adventures and running around in the woods. And there is a time to be serious, but it, it it's thinking about like picking is, is this. <laughs> yes. And it, it, it's really like what is, is worth an going? emergency? Yeah. What's important? And speaking yeah. of that in business, have you come up against that? Um, things being an emergency that are not really an emergency, you know, like knowing what to prioritize. Um, have you had weeks where you're like, ah, I need to fix the freezer and blah, 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 blah. But you have to stop all of that and compartmentalize it and and get take care of something that all of a sudden takes more precedence right it, i mean that's i think that just comes with running a business period or life in general things will happen and you just have to go with the flow if you're freaking out you can't 
think you can't function and so sitting down and looking at okay what is the need right now that has to be met yeah and formulating a plan for that and following through with that the best you can Mm -hmm. so you have some things written down um what would you like to to talk about because there's so much we don't know about you. Okay. We know you make eat ice cream. We're just we just came to eat ice cream. So we know you make delicious ice cream. But tell us some things about yourself. Um. Well, I can tell about myself. I can tell you, I am a mom of ten. Um, six. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, ten. Yeah. Okay. I want to make sure I heard yes, that right. Yes, I'm tired just thinking about it. <laughs> All bio kids. Six are biological, and one is in heaven, and then um, five are stepchildren. So, yes, yeah, so we are the Sorry. Brady bunch of the uh, the community. So. <laughs> I'm applauding over here. These are all different personalities and different, trying to mesh different, um, you know, backgrounds and thinking and mindset, different things like that together into to one household. It it takes a lot of work, lots of prayer. Um, and you had I, homeschool through that too. I did. I but just um, my last two, I homeschooled. Okay, but still, that's. I mean, talk about a job that teaching is. Super hard under any circumstances, and then in the home with your kids, yeah. and I, I, I'm just so amazed always by people who can take that on. Well, even that's in not that. me. I'm fine to be like, here, go to school, and <laughs> hope you come back. <laughs> well, there was a network with that, too, so mm-hmm. I just believe in that. I think as women, we do need to have that. We need to connect. We need to be able to express ourselves, our frustrations. We also need to know that what we're thinking is normal, mm-hmm. and everyone yes. thinks you know, we all have thought that, and this is how we t- dealt with it. And we need to have uh, things that we can, people that we can bounce off of. So, uh, just like I was saying when I was younger, all my cousins and I, we were all having babies together. So, if someone needed to go out, then the kids all came to my house, or we went to so and so's house and we had lunch there, or my kids had chicken pox, so all the cousins brought the kids over, and they so they could get chicken pox and get it. They like, all get I don't it know if that would pass today. And... That's a very practical way, though. Yeah, but you had a tribe. Yeah, you had a tribe of other women that, and, and maybe men too. You had a you had a family, um, and sometimes it's blood, and sometimes it's not. Correct. But um, that support is incredible, and I think from everything to discipline to medicine to yeah, how to handle those situations or my baby has diaper rash and he's screaming and I can't get rid of it. Being able to call upon another person or an elder even in your your village to say, what do I do about this? And somebody comes up and they're like, oh, we've been there. Yeah, and this it. is what you need to yeah. do. Yeah. I, I will tell a story. I remember um, I never had, uh, you know, when you have a baby and you go through, what's that, um, some women go through uh, postpartum, postpartum depression. depression. I had postpartum mm-hmm. depression. I was like, you know, I don't, I don't have that problem. I don't, you know. Well, I had a child that was colicky, mm-hmm. and we didn't really bond at first. That this child that I had, um, she's 15 now, and her name is Zoe. But she would wake up at two o'clock in the morning and scream her head off, like just crying and screaming for three to four hours straight nonstop and this is a child number which child number is this she's child number uh uh four at this point and I'm thinking I'm such a horrible mom I cannot get her to go to sleep you know that the husband's you know those first week or two of the when the, you bring the baby home they're getting up with you but after that it's like no I got to go to work now so yeah it's like I'm out <laughs> I, I gotta, gotta, sleep. In their time and, I gotta yeah. sleep so 
I just, I, you know, I tried the going in the laundry room and putting them in the car. I finally went to my best friend uh, that was at, at the time on Fort Knox. And I was going through the gates. And at that time, you know, you had to check. The guy was like, he heard the baby scream. He's like, go, 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 go. <laughs> We're sorry. So, yeah. So about three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning, I'm knocking on my friend's door and saying, I didn't, I couldn't even talk. I mean, I had not had any sleep. She had been crying and just, she was loud, not just, a, just loud and just crying. And I just felt like I was going crazy and I couldn't handle it. I hadn't gotten sleep. And I just went to her and I just handed her and she just took my child, went on up the stairs. And I don't know why my child chose to go ahead and be quiet at that time, which just reiterated that I am the worst mother ever. <laughs> <laughs> this child does not like me. You're like, what is, what is wrong, wrong with me? Wrong with me? Yes. Yes. I love this child, you know, and, but I, you know, I went to sleep and got out of the crazy, you know, probably, I think for a day, day and a half, got to go to sleep, but yeah, to have someone like that, to be able to go, you don't even have to say a word sometimes, because we as moms, we connect, and we, mm-hmm. we've been there, we've done that, we, we feel, and so, um, I don't even know what I would have done if I didn't have a friend like that, to be able to yeah. say, here because at that time all the siblings and my husband they were like this just two weeks of this is just you know yeah and the but, doctor's like nothing you can really do you do the steam shower thing yeah. back in the day and all that so but that's your reality and other people can give suggestions mm-hmm. or whatever but you have to live that every yes. single day and you have to muck through that and that's what it is yeah. i mean you're just like in boot camp yeah. basically um and one of the things that we can do in situations like that with other mothers all of us can do is just give them a look a kind look or you know not bring out our judgy face no. but you know um one time I disciplined Tristan in the store. He wanted something. And before going in, I was like, we're not buying anything. We're buying this, this, and this. This is why we're going in the store. And so he proceeded to lay in the floor and scream his head off. And I just took my buggy and I went to the end of the aisle. I went to the corner and let me know when you're done. (laughs) And I looked over and there was a mom. I knew because she had the mom stare, you know, and she looked at me and she's like, Good job. Yeah. And just yes. that little bit of encouragement yes. gave me some some oomph and it gave me some courage to say, okay, I can do this. Right. right yeah. Right. For 30 more minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just that little bit of support. And it's just, it's the same way too. You know, when Tristan, when we were in the in town mall and I had him on one of those uh, Elmo leashes and he decided to sit on the ground and do the same thing. And the people in the food court just looked at me like I was a horrible person, you know, or the lady who talked to me in Target, I uh, was there getting some food for him. And she's like, it's super cold. You shouldn't have that baby out. Oh, and I'm gosh. thinking, thanks. Well, I could feed him or, and, and come here and get food for him or not feed my baby. So she would have loved when my kid dropped trow and started peeing in the parking lot of a restaurant. <laughs> she would have really liked that. So let's take our judgy faces away oh and, and be helpful to yes. parents just with a look or a word of encouragement or something. Because think about that friend. What would you have done during that time if she hadn't just given you a little respite? You know, it's anyway, I got chills. You yeah, tell me about that. I, That's a great story. And Patrick, my oldest had a really similar experience of, he was a really, he's an awesome kid now, but he was the worst baby ever. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he's, he's, he apologized. It was not his fault. Definitely. He had that, uh, the silent reflex and he just screamed for like eight months and, you know, at the time you don't know, especially when you're a newer parent, right. you don't know what's normal. And 
you know, you think like, well, babies cry, but you, you don't always know. And you need, finally, I had somebody say, he's, this isn't normal. Like this, this should not be this difficult. Go get him seen. Mm-hmm. And cause mm-hmm. you feel crazy when you're like, well, it just mm-hmm. must be how it is. Or he must yeah, not doing, like me. Yeah. He just doesn't like me or I'm holding <laughs> him wrong or he doesn't like the, I mean, we tried every formula and every bottle and, um, and nursing wasn't, he wasn't a fan of that. So it's just, it's such a traumatic way to start out when, you have nonstop screaming. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just so sympathetic to parents that I think there's that image of it's supposed to be like the Hallmark commercial when you come home and you're supposed to be like just glowing <laughs> and yes, sleeping together. And yeah, so that's oh. why I'm, I, maybe I'm like over beating the drum of like just just get everybody to the we next need day. To find out who, <laughs> we need to find out who's coming up with these sayings to moms. Yeah. Dawn Draper, that's who. Yeah. Like, 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 they're, they're smoking a cigar and drinking some bourbon and they're like, eh, just make it up, you know, make the mom. You whatever know, you're doing happy. is good oh enough. My God. But see, that doesn't sell when you're like, whatever you're doing is enough. Yeah. You nobody wants nobody wants to like buy anything because of that or be like, oh, I need to get this new book or this new sling will solve all my problems. But like, what you're doing is good enough. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, how have you handled advertising for your business and what's worked for you and what hasn't? Well, um, I was very creative in the the marketing. I really didn't know what I was doing. Um, This doesn't really help a lot of people out there, but I just said, and and I like being out of the box and different. I just like doing that. So uh, the marketing. I think that's out of the box and different, right? Yeah, Yeah. out of the box and different. So with the marketing, (laughs) I just said, okay, well, I'm going to try this here and see if this works. I, I did a lot of reading, listening to podcasts, watching YouTube, just self-educating myself because I didn't know uh, who to reach out to locally to contact to contact and find, like you were saying, it was probably just last year that I started saying to myself, I need to have a tribe of, of women that are like me. I, I want to go where some women are and I don't know how to, how to get there. Um, and I want to help bring other people along in the same process. So I started self-educating myself on marketing and how to do that. Facebook has been phenomenal for me. I would say the first year I might have spent maybe $200 in marketing, but, um, and that's that's pretty low. It is. That it's very... supposed to be a budget of two hundred a month or something. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have the money for that. I wanted to use the money toward the parlor, towards events that we did, uh, pouring back into the business and to the families that were coming in. So um, I couldn't really uh, uh, afford the opportunity to um, pay for marketing like that. So I had to be really creative and out of the box. And basically, I would just, I am the type of person maybe I can go somewhere and see something and and just switch it up and make it something of my own. So one of the things that I did um, in October is usually fall harvest or trunk or treat or different things like that. And we were like, well, we, we want to do something different. What, what can we do different? So we did comic day, like Comic-Con. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we did comic day. And so we had a um, scavenger hunt, different uh, a wall to take pictures. We brought a comic book artist in different. I try to be really creative where I can also bring in other small businesses that don't have a marketing budget themselves. No, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got it out. You're good. All right, let's take a second. Where is all this coming from? I don't know. 
They're just a couple. Sweet. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, I almost got it. <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I think we're good. It's protein. Oh, you it's all good. It's awesome. It's all good. I'm so sorry. What are some other things that you would like to talk about? Well, I, some of the things that we do do here, I have a mommy group. Um, this year, we're going to bring out a mommy hangout group. We've had women that have come in the area that are new, are transient, or Fort Knox, you know, military wives. And I'll see posts on, you know, well, where do you go for this? And, um, you know, story time, we used to do this back here, what's available? And one of the things I noticed, there wasn't really a place for moms to go of the younger children where their kids can play and they don't have to worry about the older kids maybe trampling over them in the play area. So that is one of our goals uh, when we open up in the spring is to have a toddler section outside where moms can actually come together and meet and talk with each other about mommy issues while the kids play. That's so nice because it's so really nice. hard to make friends as yeah. an adult, like, or maybe it's just me. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> it can hard. just be me. I'm a little weird, but it's hard. Um, yeah, it's really hard. And especially, um, I mean, I'm not from the community and it was, a, it took a while for me to feel like this was home and I mm. have my own friends and network and um, creating that environment is, is amazing that you're doing that because there's definitely a need and it's a hard stage of life to be in if you don't have that network. And you can draw upon all the experience that you have to have thought starters. And But what usually happens is once that initial awkward meeting, someone new is over, you can really get into some meaningful yes. conversations. And you have such a colorful, fun, creative place here. What's your favorite room here? <sighs> I'm going to say my office. That is the last thing I would thought, <laughs> thought you would say. Thought you were saying, That's very bothering me. Yeah. You. Like, be <laughs> well, I'm doing some renovations in my office. I'm making it all pink and all girly and all clammy, oh, you know, my. not your the hardcore executive, you know, dark wood kind of office. But uh, as far as doing my business, but when it's time for the community and, and for the business and coming out outside for me is the funnest because that right there allows my imagination and creativity to just go off the chart. Like your mailbox. Yes. Tell us yes, about your mailbox. Exactly. <laughs> the coolest mailbox. I want one in Payneville. It is. It's so cool. <laughs> so once again, we, we are scrappers, I guess is what you want to call us. We, upcycling. We take, yes, yes, upcyclers. <laughs> yes, upcycling. We do upcycling. So yes, everything that you pretty much see in here, we built ourselves. Uh, I'm not going to say we. I came up with the idea. My husband did it for me. Uh, so the mailbox outside, we got some tires. Um, we had got the tires actually for something else that I wanted to do. And they were all laying together. And I was thinking, oh, my gosh. If we painted these this color and layered them, they would look like an ice cream on top of an ice cream cone. This and would be does. so awesome. <laughs> Our ball blew away. So we've got to go <laughs> replace that. So... Um, but it looks like an ice cream cone. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. And I, we're we're really working on that for outside. I'm looking for a cow. I can help you with a, a beef cow. <laughs> what kind of cow? That doesn't you? move and needs to be fed. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I can't. Uh, <laughs> oh, like cow days where you milk. The, no, I'm looking for a cow statue. Maybe I should clarify. Okay. <laughs> See, don't tell you us what you want because we're like, yeah, we can, we'll we get can it do for this. You. We know a guy. I know, we know a, cow a guy, guy that can get you. I'm actually in somebody's phone, I think Greg Milby, as like the big lady or something. Um, yeah, so you never know. Um, but yeah, so we need, the universe needs to connect you with 
A cow statue. A cow. I okay. need a cow. All right. You just put it out there. That's yeah, you did. You just put it out there. About. Let's talk about what we want and see what happens. So. so outside, also, we have like a tetherball, volleyball, a stage that we built. Um, we will have different vendors come out for different events. We do pet adoptions here, uh, pony rides here, inflatables, different things like that. So at any given time, you'll have a variety of things to do on the weekend and even during the week. So like our mommy uh, hangout group is going to meet on Wednesdays and Fridays at one and then on Friday nights at six. I had a couple of moms reach out to me and say, well, we're working during the day, but we really would like that opportunity to let our children play and connect with moms too. So we have a Friday evening um, mom hangout. And then on Thursdays, we are doing our family game night. So you can bring your own game and share that with other families, or you can use any of the games that we have. We have a plethora of games. We switch them out all the time. Um, and we'll do prizes and stuff on that for family game night. Um, we also do VIP events, which are our after hours events, uh, ticket only. So we've done a mother-son ice cream night ice cream social date night we've also done that with the dads and we this coming year we're going to do an 80s theme and luau so you have to get your tickets ahead of time but it was really awesome for the uh, mother son night uh, they were able to come in get pictures whatever they wanted on their ice cream and as much as they wanted on their ice cream they could do that uh, we have our conversation sticks is what we're kind of known for here and they did a photo shoot uh, with their parent and then uh, as a parting gift we gave them a starter kit conversation card starter kit that they could take home which is, is so, so meaningful cool. because yeah. and I was thinking too like sometimes when we play board games uh, family night board games it gets brutal okay <laughs> like there's tables turned like monopoly pieces go everywhere yep. Patrick wonder, forecloses on me I'm yeah. like you're eight how do you know about this I'll, well with a Rupert Murdoch we've got one of those it's just like I want to control everything but um I wonder if I brought them here if they would behave themselves a little bit better and we'd actually get through a game, game. without know. all that you know what I mean they're like well we're in public I can't throw things right, you know right. that that type of thing so anyway just something to throw out there um how do people connect with you how do they get more information about these fun events you're talking about well they can go on Facebook we do have a website I am working on that if you know anyone that knows how to uh, work on a website that would be awesome too but okay <laughs> put that out there in the universe yeah there's people that know how to so Facebook Instagram a lot of times it's Facebook or we'll have our tickets on by way of our website which is familyfuncafeandicecream.com. I feel like we need to use this conversation starter just because it's before here. We go? Before we go. Okay. So, we and for folks listening, um, this whole place is just amazing. We need to take a couple pictures so you can get a feel for where we're talking. But this conversation starter, it's as simple as a bucket with um, popsicle sticks that have questions written on them. And Holly's drawing one out and laughing. So this... Um, <laughs> This'll be interesting. <laughs> okay, this one says, "Why is this floppy?" And the rest of the, <laughs> the rest of the sticks are are hard, hard, but this one is floppy. And on the back it says Roblox or Minecraft. Well, my son is addicted, super crackhead for Minecraft. So what I would take with this stick if we were sitting together, I would take this stick and he and I would have a conversation about Minecraft. Right. All right, your turn, Megan. Okay, let me see. I'm kind of scared now. Um, 
What was your favorite age? Oh, this is a good one. Yeah, that is a good question. Uh, I had the coolest childhood getting to run around in the country and living on a river so I could go out in the morning and go fishing or play in the woods and that age, and I don't even honestly like remember what actual numbers it was in terms of years, but that childhood of go out and explore, I think it had a little bit of impact on who I ended up becoming. So Like Hook Finn. Yeah, I'm a little bit like Iggy Threadgood from Froggy yes. Tomato. She was like my hero. I, I like wanted to be her so bad. So Loved Iggy. I'm still like Tawandaing all over the place, I think, because having that awesome childhood. <laughs> Tawanda! So, Tawanda. yeah, that's my answer. What a cool... This is cool. I right. need to make that for so like So customers will come in and fill out questions, and our staff will fill out questions, and family so. That's so cool. What's All yours? Right. You pick one? Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. <laughs> Do you like cats or dogs and why? I like dogs because they're fluffy and warm and they're protectors, I think. Cats, sorry to all the cat people out there, but they're just very <laughs> finicky and They show you their snooty. butts a lot. Yeah. yeah, that's for sure. Well, I've been thinking all day about it. It's so cold. I can't wait to get home and snuggle my puppy. So I completely agree with you there. That's going to be a good way to end a long, cold day. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, before we go, is there anything that you would like to share with our Boss Lady listeners? And the men who love us. I'm giving a shout out to them too because we know you're we know, there. We, we know see your usage. <laughs> we know you listen and thank you so much for your support. But um, what would you like to say to our listeners? Well, I just want everyone to know that we are a uh, place for families to be able to come. We're affordable. Uh, we also um, have you a unique experience here when when you come. You come in and you get ice cream, but um, you stay for the experience that we offer families. And a lot of them will sometimes take that experience and say, you know what, we really like doing that. Let's try doing this also at home, you know, playing games or uh, coming up with different cat crafts that we can do or have a family night without your electronics and things like that. What has been the most meaningful um, thing to you about owning your business here? Okay, so I'm not going to cry, but... You can cry. This is a safe place. This uh, two and a half years, and this never has... Not that it's been like forever, but this never changes for me. When I see a family staying and spending time with each other and putting their phones down, I always tear up because that was our mission, is to bring families together to allow them to make memories and connect through fun and ice cream. And so... It's just like a reminder, this is why you're here. This is your why. You're helping someone. I can say scenario after scenario, uh, mom brought her daughter from high school. Her daughter got put out of school for a couple days. And you can tell the mom was not too happy about it. And they sat here for quite a while. And by the end, they were laughing and giggling and going out the door. So having a place like that here and seeing them with the conversation sticks, that helped, you know, a single dad that's here with his kids, kind of a little awkward. You could tell he didn't really know what to do. Walking up to them and say, hey, we have conversation sticks here. And mm-hmm. they started asking. He put his phone down. They stayed here for two hours. They went outside and played cornhole and different things like that. So when I see things like that, when we go out in the community, we take our carts for catered events or fundraisers that we do. Um, and I see those type of things. It just... I'm like, wow, this is why we're here. It's just ice cream, but it's really not. You know, it's 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 more than that. So, it's more than ice cream. Mm-hmm. That's your why. <laughs> <laughs> great job. Keep up the great work. This is an amazing place, Thank and we you. can't wait for more people to experience yes. it. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
The Boss Lady Coaching Podcast is produced in part by Fort Knox Federal Credit Union. People helping people. Visit fortknoxfcu.org. Enjoy free tools at bethebosscoaching.com. Connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Boss Lady Coaching.